Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to my voice or seeing my face. Babe in the Woods, how to handle a babe in the woods in your business. Sharon Hornells from here. This is one of those idioms where we talk about every day, what do things mean? And guess what? It's like anything else. Idioms, an idiom is a phrase or a, a grouping of words that means something different when the words are taken together and each individual word means individually or when taken separately. It's kind of like teamwork and synergy when a, a team is working together, several people or a group of people, two or more even, can create much more than they could individually on their own. So to me, definitions change. Synergy is a great example of, of the power of idioms. Well, Babe in the Woods is one of those idioms that's been with us for over 400 years. And it came from a story in England in 1595 called The Children in the Woods. Now this was a story about a greedy uncle who was supposed to be taking care of his niece and his nephew. But instead of taking care of them, he hired two men to kill them so he could inherit their money. Now, one of the two men took pity on the kids, and instead of killing them outright, he left them in the woods where they also perished. They didn't survive being in the woods on their own. They were too little, they were too young, they were too inexperienced, they were naive and trusting, and they, they, they didn't survive. Which is a horrible story, right? It's a lot like a lot of fairy tales. Grim, remember grim fairy tales? Many of those are gruesome because they're warnings for children in order to teach them to not be naive, to not be so trusting, to not be so experienced, to give them experience through a story versus them having to experience firsthand. This, this tale reminds me of Lemony Snicket's uh, series of unfortunate events, which I read to my daughter, and I believe it's now been made into a movie as well as a, a series on you know some of the streaming TV platforms. I haven't watched it with my granddaughter yet. She hasn't seemed interested, but I'm sure it's a story and a movie that we will watch because it's got a good lesson in it. Don't be naive or realize that we all start out naive. We all start out inexperienced. You know, I remember going to my very first job interview. It was um, to work for a movie theater, our local movie theater. And I was so nervous and so scared because I didn't know anything about working in a movie theater. I'd never had a job outside of working with my family before. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. And fortunately for me, my boss, my very first boss, was a great mentor and a great teacher. And he was more than happy to guide. One of my one of my friends had gotten a job there before me, and they were looking for help, and she told me about it. So I was probably pretty much a shoe-in anyway, unless I was a complete loaf and idiot, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was a babe in the woods when I entered that industry. And from then on, guess what? Every time I switched jobs and industries, I felt a little bit like a babe in the woods. I felt like I was new and inexperienced, especially as I, I'm one of those industry hoppers in corporate America. I'm one of those people, and there aren't that many of us because so many industries and so many jobs require that you have five, 10, 25, 15 years of experience in that industry. The secret is, it's because they don't know the power of switching and moving from industry to industry. When you understand that there is so much foundational uh, information and knowledge and wisdom that comes from a certain industries and that you can take that knowledge and apply it to another industry, I think that's one of the reasons that I did so well in corporate America is I was willing to switch industries. I was willing to go from one industry to another and bring with me all of that wisdom and all that knowledge I got in one industry and figure out, well, how could that work here? How would that apply here? And that's uh, 
I think more people are doing that cross-functionally and cross across industries nowadays with the internet and everything. But back when I was doing it, people weren't really doing it. They didn't. They thought it was kind of taboo. Hey, if you started out in accounting, or if you and, and functionally either, most people wouldn't switch functions. And I went from manufacturing to quality to sanitation and quality, and then owning my own businesses. Um, and most people would never even switch functions. Like if you started out in um, one track, I remember at Procter & Gamble, I could have gone in in the engineering track, or I could have gone in the manufacturing track, or I could have gone in the marketing and sales track. And they only had the three tracks for career development in the organization at the time. And this was the, the, the late 90s, so it was a long, long time ago. I'm sure they've changed since then. But I remember having discussions with my vice president because I wanted to, I wanted to switch. I wanted to go from the manufacturing track into the marketing and sales track because you know, secretly, I wanted to rise up in the ranks, not so secretly, and I wanted to have a cross-functional understanding of the organization so I could rise up in the ranks. Uh, and that was absolutely positively forbidden, so I ended up leaving that organization, and I switched industries. I went from one industry to an entirely different industry where I was a complete babe in the woods and newbie. And it was a dramatic, huge move, but I learned more from that one move, that one change, that actually that that change and that that risk benefited my career more than probably anything else that I could have done. Everybody's like, why don't you go get your doctorate? Why don't you go get this advanced degree? And I'm like, hey, I've learned more in six years doing this and switching one industry than I would have ever gotten from the expense and the time and energy that I would have put into getting my master's or my doctorate in any area, in business, in uh, engineering, or you know anything that I might have pursued it in. So we all start out with no experience and, and no information and we have to figure everything out, right? We're born, I don't know anybody who's born a genius, maybe, okay, there's probably people born a genius, but they're not born a genius, they can't, they're not born talking, they're not born walking, everything that they have to do, they have to learn, and each and every one of us have to do that. So how do we make that transition for the people that are a part of our organization, the people that are in our organization? both our customers and then for our teammates and allies and the, the people that work with us to create the business that we're here to create. Um, from an employee or a team member standpoint, we need to make sure initially that they're a good fit. A good fit doesn't mean they've already done the exact same thing and have 20 years of experience doing the thing that we want. I learned over my decades of hiring people that we hire for values, core values and a match for the organization and where the organization's going, more than skills, absolutely any skill imaginable can be taught if the person has initiative, if the person has the desire and the drive to want to contribute and participate in the organization. Um, with respect to our, and then we do, we bring them into our organization, indoctrinate them through a new employee orientation, right? We have orientation and team building programs to uh, make sure people that are new to our organization, babes in the woods, are, are not in, I hate to say indoctrinated because it sounds like a culty thing, but so they're brought into our organization in a way that serves them and the organization perfectly. So they don't feel like they're inexperienced. So they don't feel like they're naive or they're, they're, they're too trusting or they're not going to succeed. We always want to set people up for success. With respect to our customers, we want to make sure that we're having a a program for them to consume our products and services and a step-by-step -step way of walking them through that. We want our products and services to be easy 
for our customers to consume and take advantage of and get the full value out of because if they are and if they do and if they have a great experience with us they will come back for more over the years I think I've mentioned that I spent 37 years owning and operating an Italian, an Italian food manufacturing business and in that business I am proud to say we only ever I only ever had the discussion with one employee who actually couldn't couldn't didn't fit in and couldn't do the work he was a friend of my daughter's and I hired him because he needed a job he had had um, a long um, and I could relate because of my my past uh, chronic pain and physical challenges but he had childhood Lyme's disease and they didn't catch it soon enough so we had a lot of challenges and it was he's the only person ever that we, we couldn't find a spot in the company where he felt comfortable and wanted to work he ended up and we immediately decided that hey it wasn't gonna work out for him and he ended up going and being a, a an armored car driver and absolutely loved it and it was a great fit for him but working in making Italian food wasn't wasn't the right place we decided that together because he was definitely a babe in the woods for longer than I mean and for a long time it's not like we didn't try to find different places for him and try to find a, a fit for him but it was, he's the only person I remember in you know my 37 years of owning my own business that didn't just couldn't fit in we couldn't find a spot for him where he felt comfortable and we felt comfortable and it worked out for everyone otherwise everyone else in the company we always found a perfect fit for we never wanted to make anybody feel like they weren't included and they weren't a part of our organization and they weren't making an amazing contribution to the goals and the objectives and where we were going as an organization People only ever left because they went on to a better opportunity for them. And I always felt good about that. I always felt good when people moved on to do something better. If somebody would have just quit because they hated us, I would have I would have felt like I was a failure as a boss, a coach, a mentor, and as a business owner. It's just my personal beliefs. So love to know your experience with this idiom, babe in the woods. If you've ever felt with a babe like a babe in the woods and you've got a great story to share, I would love to hear that. Otherwise, I will be with you tomorrow for another discussion about an interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you apply it to your business right now? Take care. Have a fabulous day. And if you're new at something, cut yourself some slack. You'll figure it out.